Aren't you glad that God is for us this morning? Amen. Lord, we thank you, God, that in everything we do, in every endeavor, God, that we attempt to take on, that you are for us. God, everything you've called us to do, God, those things that you've called us, you've also equipped us. And God, you are for us. So let's just take a moment. Father God, we do thank you. Lord, we thank you that you are fighting for us, God. As the song said earlier, God, you are fighting for us. And you don't back down when it comes to your children. You are faithful to us, God. You're faithful, God. And our words and our, our heart, God, will never be able to express how much we thank you, how much we love you for what you mean to us. God, we thank you for what you're going to do in this place this morning. We honor you, we bless you, and we give you praise in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. 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 Hey, can we give the worship team a, a hand for what a great job they did this morning? Hope was teasing me last night that she was going to be watching every little thing. She said, well, I'm not sure about that. I, I'm grading too. So that goes, that goes two ways, right? Since I do this every weekend, I guess I, I get to grade as well. How many, how many are excited about a new year? Yeah. Amen. Praise the Lord. Well, before I get too far in, into this thing and start, I just want to take a moment and thank Pastor John the opportunity to be able to speak to you this this morning it's always an honor a privilege to be able to do this and I, I really appreciate him and want you to continue to keep him in your prayers uh, as he recovers this morning but as I was saying a moment ago I'm happy about a new year a new year brings some new excitement amen some new goals new new re, you know resolutions has anybody made anything that you're thinking about you're going to do this year slip your hand up look at me maybe don't feel like I'm the only one come on just if you've been thinking about it, right? You've been thinking about it. I guess the rest of you just gave up because you tried it before. You said, I'm not trying this again. I'm, I'm done with this. But a new opportunities and new excitement come with a new year. But you know, sometimes with those great desires, has anybody in here this morning ever had such a, a desire you felt like God gave you something to do? It was something that was just, it's like it was burning in your heart that God was calling you to do this certain thing. You know, but things didn't pan out maybe exactly the way that you thought they should. And maybe it was, you know, partly circumstances around, but maybe it was partly because of the effort that we put forth. And I found that in my own life sometimes. I'll have these grand ideas of what I think, you know, I should do or what I, I feel like where I'm headed. But sometimes my effort doesn't match the desire in my heart. Sometimes the, the effort that I exert, the, 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 the energy that I put toward that thing, it doesn't, it doesn't match the desire that's so big in my heart. You know, I think about that, and I think about a few years back, my family and I went on vacation. You know, we, and, and when me and my wife had discussed it, it was one of the better vacations. It wasn't one where, you know, you're back and forth. You drove too long, and the kids are like, yeah, this was before Caitlin got married. She was still with us. But we, we went to a, a water park in Branson. You know, it's, it's, I'm on vacation, we're just chilling, having fun, we're in a lazy river, you know, just floating around. I'm taking it easy, and, and at some point in this, this trip around, maybe one or two times around this lazy river, Riley's like, hey, you know, like, pull me forward or do something, and you know, I'm, I'm kind of just chill, laying in the, in the tube, enjoying myself, and, 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 and I said, I'm trying, but I can't, and, and out of the blue, <laughs> out of nowhere, this guy, I don't have a clue who in the, I wouldn't know him if he walked through the door this morning. If you're here, I'm sorry. But he tells me, he says, no, you're not. 
And, I, you know, I didn't think too much about it at that moment. I didn't think too much. I thought, you know, but the more I got home, I began to think about it. It kind of made me a little mad. It kind of frustrated me a little bit. <laughs> this was an A, B conversation. He needed to see his way on out. I was talking to my son. I wasn't talking to you. But the thing is, is when I begin to evaluate the situation, when I begin to look at it, you know, as I do often, when somebody gives me feedback, I try to really, you know, this was unwarranted or unasked for feedback, but I try to look at it and say, is there any merit to what they were saying? And in our lives, we have to be uh, aware of that, that sometimes when people bring stuff to us, that there's merit to what they're saying. And the more I thought about it, you know, I was on vacation, but I wasn't trying. My effort wasn't there. And you might say this morning, you know, well, that's not me. But you know, this morning, I want to talk to you for just a few moments on the topic of I just want to be different. And you might say to me this morning, well, Pastor Nick, what does that have to do with the story you just told? Well, I'm glad you asked. All of you. I heard it so loud up here about blew my hair back. And I'll tell you what it has to do with it. First, we start out New Year so often saying that I want to achieve X, Y, and Z. We say, man, this year is going to be the year. Didn't work out last year, but this year is the one. I'm going to the gym this year, man. It's going to be great. I'm going to lose weight. I'm going to change my diet. Anybody else been there? I think about it. I think about the gym a lot. I think about it, but that's about as far as it goes. I, I think about the gym. I think, about, I think about being more organized, you know, a little more focused. Because, you know, sometimes I have a tendency to be a little ADD. I think about these things that I want to do differently than I did last year. But so often, come March or a little later in the year, those things have passed away. And I've, I've done forgot about it. I may be still thinking about the gym when I drive by it. But, but I've, I've, I'm not my pursuit, my my hope that I was going to do this and do that, my efforts did not match the desire in my heart. And so often in our life, that's the, same, that's the same way in our spiritual life, that our efforts do not match our, the desire in our heart. But you know, this year, I, 2018, I want to be different. You know, I think about when I was growing up as a child, I think about so many things, but I think about I was trying to think of something for 2018, but I just couldn't think of anything that rhymed. So I had to go back to 2010. And, you know, we would have these themes growing up in, in church. It would, we will win in 2010. You know, or you could come up with 2011 or whatever. You could come up with all these different ideas. And I'm not knocking those in any form or fashion, but to say that we had a theme, we had a, a, a motivation for this new year that we will be successful or we'll be this or we'll be that or God will move in this way or God will move in that way, you know. But in this year, and I would in no way, form, or fashion try to impose what I feel like God is calling me to be different in upon you this morning. But I believe that God is calling us to be different in 2018 than we were in 2017. We have to move back past several things in our life that we've allowed uh, to become normal. I'm uncertain what it is about a new year that makes us feel this way. Does anybody ever feel like sometimes that this is 2017 and this is 2018 and when we get here, it's just like everything goes, and it's like a fresh slate, new start. I feel that way sometimes. And when I was, I was thinking about this message because I thought about it quite a bit and I thought this song that inspired this whole thought was called Different by a gentleman by the name of Micah Tyler. And, and, and 
And my son and I, lots of times, I don't think it was this specific time, but we'll sit and we'll watch music videos, worship videos, or whatever together. We'll just, it'll just go to the next one on YouTube, and the next one, and the next one. Does anybody else do that? Maybe I'm just the only one in here this morning. But we happened on this song, and it says that I just want to be different, and I want to sing just a little bit of it for you. And I don't want to hear anymore. Teach me to listen. I don't want to see anymore. Give me a vision that you could move this heart to be set apart. I don't want to recognize the man in the mirror. And I don't want to trade your plan for something familiar. I can't waste a day. I can't stay the same. I want to be different. I want to be changed. To all of me is gone. And all that remains is a fire so bright that the whole world will see that there's something different. So come and be different in me. I listened to that song like over and over and over. My family's probably tired of hearing it. I was sitting here this week as I was preparing for this message, and I listened to this song, and there'd be times that I'd just tear up because I think, God, I just want to be different. I'm not saying that I'm just like this horrible person, but God, I want more of you. God, I want my life to look different in 2018 than it did in 2017. In Romans chapter 12 and verse 2, the Bible tells us this. It says, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind. And as we get into the scripture today here in just a moment more, in 2 Kings chapter 19, or actually 1 Kings chapter 19 and verse 19, we're going to talk about Elijah and Elisha and their encounter But these following three things that I I believe in order for us to achieve uh, being different in 2018 are some things that we need to think about. That we have to, one, we have to answer the call of God to be different. We can't expect God to call and we just stay here and God's going to miraculously do it. We have to hear his call and answer. The second thing is this, that we have to pursue God in order to be different. And the third thing is this, that we have to be persistent and we have to be consistent. We thank you for that, Lord, that you're gonna give us encouragement today. In 1 Kings chapter 19, verse 19, the Bible says this in regards to Elijah and Elisha. So he departed from there and found Elisha, the son of Shaphat, who was plowing with 12 yoke of oxen in front of him. And he was with the 12th, Uh, Elijah passed by him and cast his cloak upon him. Elijah came into Elisha's life in what appears to be this abrupt manner. There's no leading up to it. There's no fanfare. There's no, hey, we're throwing a party. We're coming to town. I know you. It's 
he comes up to him, the scripture tells us, and he places his cloak on him. And from what we read, it appears that he keeps walking. I mean, there's a little dialogue between the two, but he appears to just keep walking. But see, in our context, if somebody came up to me out of the blue and they throw a cloak over my, or a coat or something over my shoulder, and I'm just standing here, I'm going to say, gosh, they're weird. That's, that's kind of, what are you doing? Keep your coat. I got one. But he had a different context. He had a different understanding of what was happening. You know, when we read earlier in the book of Kings, 1 Kings, we find that God had spoke to Elijah and he told Elijah that you're going to do, you're going to anoint this person and you're going to anoint that person. And then he said, you're going to anoint Elisha to succeed you. But when he comes, it's this just abrupt thing. He just throws this on him and he keeps walking. Or he, there's a little bit of dialogue later, but he, he just keeps walking. He understood that something was happening. There was a call that was transpiring. There was something that was changing. Our context doesn't give us um, proper understanding, but he obviously understood. Maybe it was the fact that Elijah was a great man of God, and he was well-known, probably was very well-known through that region. And maybe, just maybe, that all the young men of Israel that wanted to really seek God saw him as a hero for the things he had done in the kingdom. Maybe these are all just assumptions, but maybe those are some of the reasons it wasn't such a big deal. But Elijah understood what had happened. When God speaks to us in our own lives, day to day, we have to be sensitive. We have to have ears that listen to what God is saying. Because if we're not careful, sometimes God will be speaking and we will miss it. But I don't know about you. I don't want to miss what God is calling me into in 2018 as well as I'm sure you don't. But you know, not only did he hear the call, but Elisha was serious. As we read on in the next few verses, we can read and it talks that Elisha went and he returned and he, and he, from following him and took the yoke of oxen in verse 21 and sacrificed them and boiled their flesh with the yokes of oxen and gave it to the people and they ate. Then he arose and went after Elijah. He was serious. He went back. They were wealthy people. They were, they were apparently very wealthy folks. So, you know, he just got rid of any opportunity to go back to the past because he took the oxen that he was working with sacrifice them, use the plow as wood, burn it, and said, I'm done. In our life, some of the times, the same thing has to happen. We have to say, God, you first. You know, and the line in my mind from that song that keeps ringing out over and over and over again, it says, God, I don't want to trade your plan for something familiar. Elisha probably had a familiar life. Elisha, day in and day out, probably worked the fields. On Friday, hung out with his friends, went to church on Sunday, had get-togethers on Sunday night, and did all these things, sun up to sundown. He worked. He could have a familiar life, and he could have chosen that moment to stay in that familiar place, but he chose different. He says, I want to be different. He saw the significance of what was happening, and he was willing to move on. You know, and in our own lives, you know, I would never tell you this morning that you, God's going to expect you just to up and leave your family or God's, gonna, God's telling you this morning that you should quit your job. No, I'm not saying that. But what I am telling you and I am saying to you this morning that God is calling each and every one of us to be different. 
2018 can't look like 2017 did. There were some good things that have happened in 2017 in my own life, and I'm sure as yours is maybe even some things that were kind of sad. But the thing is, is we're moving out of that and we're moving into a new thing in 2018. And we have to hear the voice of God calling us to a new level saying, you've got to be different. And we have to listen. You know, the other thing in this, this of hearing the call, he didn't look back. And I think that's so, so, so awesome that he didn't, he didn't think, man, I, man, gosh, I can't believe I left my family, man. That was, I had it made. I had it, things were going pretty good. In Philippians chapter 13, or 3, rather, uh, verse 13, the Bible says this. It says, brothers, I do not consider that I have made it my own, but one thing I do, listen to this, forgetting what lies behind. We have to forget those things from our past and press on to the new things and the different things that God is calling us to. God didn't call you just because it's different into a, a mundane, boring existence. God is calling you into something that's new and exciting and will, it will push you, it will test you, but it's worth it. Anybody that's ever answered or heard the call of God remembers where they used to be and knows that the call of God that they answered long, a long time ago was worth it. So the call is so worth it. And so often in our lives, though, we'll answer like this and say, God, I just, you know what? I'm, I hear you, but I just can't. God, it's just too hard. God, you just don't understand. But in order to be different in 2018, we have to hear the call of God and we have to answer. We have to hear his call. And the second thing that I told you I was going to talk to you guys about this morning is that we have to pursue God in order to be different. We have to pursue him in order to be different. You know, I was thinking about this. I was thinking about when my wife and I started dating many years ago, many, many years ago. I, I'd, 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 Went to youth lock-in. Does anybody remember those youth lock-ins where you stay all night, you got preaching, altar calls, games, you're doing it all, and, you know, you're exhausted by the time you get done, super-duper exhausted. So I was exhausted, but I was meeting her that morning after we got done. So I went to a mutual friend's house that had introduced us, and, and I was resting on their couch, and, and she got to come by for just a few minutes. And, and we got to hang out. It was a real short time. She had to go to work, so it was like really quick. And I guess she made such an impression on me that I, I, I rested for a little bit. But that afternoon, I was on the phone with her friends trying to find out her phone number. I guess she, she was going to see how well I was going to pursue her. She didn't give it to me. Uh, I'm, I'm kidding. She was at a friend's house, but I had to pursue to find that phone number. I had to pursue. And then once I finally got in touch with her, she was at her friend's house, and we talked for a we, Seemed like a really long time, and it was really good conversation, the best I can remember. But I know this, that she had made an impression on me enough to pursue her through that calling her on the phone, finding that number wherever she was at. But, you know, one of two things could have happened in the midst of that. She could have thought, one, that, hey, this guy is a little strange that he would look up my number through all these different people to get in touch with me. Well, it could have happened, you know. I'm sure that's probably happened before. But the other thing is she could have thought that, you know, I thought that she was special enough to pursue she was special then she's special now she always will be but the thought and the thing that I'm trying to give you this 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 morning is that when you pursue God you know what there is no two options when you pursue God God's not standing back looking at you thinking man they're kind of weird 
that they spend all that time at the church praying or they spend that all time looking at my word and studying, trying to know me. They think, man, that's no, God doesn't do that. God doesn't think you're weird. In Matthew chapter 7, verse 7 through 9, the Bible says this, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives, and the one that seeks finds, and to the one that knocks, it will be open. You're not strange to God. Matter of fact, that God rewards those that seek him. God rewards those that will wholeheartedly pursue him to be different. Because when you pursue God, you are leaving things behind in this world that may have been enjoyable to you for a season, but it's worth it to be different and pursue him. So we often say, you know what? I can't change. I heard God call, but I can't change. I can't be different. You don't know who I am. You don't understand where I came from. But let me tell you something this morning. That God does not require you to be perfect to pursue him. Because if, if God required us to be perfect to pursue him, then I would be out. I'm not perfect, never have been, probably won't be. I got many witnesses in my family that will tell you I'm not. I am faulted on so many levels, but God does not require that of me and God does not require that of you, but God requires that you will pursue him with a whole heart. Say, God, I want to be different. He has a heart for the people that pursue him. And just like Elijah didn't probably have it all together when he followed Elisha or Elijah, Elisha didn't have it together when he followed Elijah, he still pursued him. And we see that in 1 Kings 19 where it says that he left the oxen and ran after Elijah. It says, let me kiss my father and my mother and then I will follow you. And he said to him, go back for what I've done to you. And he returned from following him and took the yoke of oxen. And we, we talked about that a moment again, but the last part says, then he arose and went after and Elijah and assisted him. So he left it. He pursued the call of God, as we have to as well. Our pursuits of the plan of God will look weird to some, but you know what I think about it? I may have said this just a minute ago, but I'm going to say it again. That when It may look weird to people that we pursue God with our whole heart, but I remember where I came from. I, you know, I grew up in a pastor's home, and I said, I know I'm not perfect, but I still had to have uh, a relationship with God for myself. I had to pursue him for myself. I had to hear the call for me. I couldn't ha hear what my dad said or God said to my dad or God said, you know, to my mother. But I had to hear the call for myself and I had to pursue God for different for myself. Just as Jesus called the, the disciples when he called them and said, if you'll leave what you're doing, I'll make you fishers of men. They left everything. And we have to be willing to leave some things behind. Philippians chapter 3, verse 13, the latter part of this verse, and, and the first part, or for verse 14, it says this, and it says, in straining forward to what lies ahead. The last part was we leave those, or we don't look back to those things, but we're straining forward to what lies ahead. And I press on toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Why do we strain? Why do we press forward? Because we realize that what God is calling us to is better than where we are. 
We have an understanding that it's better, and we pursue. So we hear the call of God, we answer, we pursue. And the third thing is this, that we must be persistent, and we must be consistent in our pursuit of different. Again, I ask you this this morning, how will your 2018 be different? When you look back 12 months from now and look back here, what will be different than it is today? I think about this and I think about the persistence and consistency of athletes. We've been blessed in our city. We've seen several people in the NFL. We've seen several people in the, in the Major League Baseball. A few years back, we had some guys that were both in the World Series, which was really neat and really cool. But, you know, what I think about is, is they didn't just one day wake up and say, you know, I think I want to do that, and the next day they were doing it. If we think that, then we're sadly mistaken. You know, I, mean, I, I struggle with that from time to time. I struggle when I go to the gym and it's been two days and I don't look any different. I'm thinking, well, what's going on? But you have to be persistent and you have to be consistent. And those athletes were persistent and they were consistent. They were in the gym, working out, getting stronger, working with coaches that were going to take them to a place they couldn't go on their own. So they made it from high school to college and then on to the NFL or the Major League Baseball or whatever sport that they chose to be in. But the difference between them and me when it comes to sports is while they were, while they were being persistent and consistent, I was sitting there watching eating donuts. That's why I am not playing in Major League Sports. I didn't have the persistence and consistency to achieve that. But another example of this is, 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 is college or trade school or whatever you went to. I, I think about that. I think about, man, I didn't just walk into the admin office one day and say, you know what? Hey, I, wanna, I think I want a bachelor's degree in this. Uh, how much is that going to cost? Let me just write the check and then walk out with a piece of paper. That's not how that works. I tell people so often that I squeezed a four-year degree into seven. It wasn't easy. It was hard. There was blood, sweat, and tears. There were really tears sometimes because I was hurt because the way things weren't going the way I thought they should. But I stayed persistent. I stayed consistent. There's a piece of paper hanging on my wall in there that says so because I paid a price just like many of you have. We have to pay that same price in our consistency and our persistency toward the pursuit of God and the pursuit of different that he is calling us to. Proverbs says this at 24, Proverbs 24 and 16, it says this, that a righteous man falls seven times. And what does he do? He gets back up. That's persistency. That's consistency. I may get knocked down. I may have my feelings hurt from time to time. But if I stay persistent and I stay consistent, God will reward that. When we look at Elijah and Elisha again and we move on to 2 Kings chapter 2, we find where Elijah and Elisha are about to part ways because Elijah is about to be taken to heaven. And before he got there, Elisha is being told by his mentor. Sometimes, you know, you'll get discouragement from those people around you. What you feel is discouragement. And his mentor says this to him three times. He says, you know what, Elisha, why don't you just stay And then again, they come to another place and he says, Elisha, hey, you know what? Why don't you just stay here? <laughs> but one, that wasn't it. One more time, he says, Elisha, I'm t- why don't you just stay here? 
But what's his response as we read these passages? Elisha said to Elijah, says, no, sir. I'm staying with you. He remembered still that moment in the field when Elijah came by and placed the cloak on his shoulder and there was a call of God and the pursuit and price that he had paid. And he said, I'm not going anywhere. Three times he said this. You know, I think about that and I think about a pastor. He talked about a preacher one time. He, he had a young man that was wanting to be in ministry. He came up to me, he said, Pastor, he says, he says, I feel like I'm called to preach. And he says, hey, buddy, just don't worry about it. It'll go away. The young man comes back to him again. He says, Pastor, I, I think I'm called to preach. He says, trust me, son, it will go away. This process happened several, several times and and the pastor says, finally, the last time as the boy comes back, he says, Pastor, you got to hear me. I am telling you that I am called to preach. He said, well, well maybe you are. <laughs> and I don't know if this is what's happening between Elijah and Elijah. He's testing him to see how persistent he'll be. I can't tell you, but I know that he was persistent. He was not only kind of discouraged by them, but he was also discouraged by his peers. His peers, the people around him that were supposed to support him, said, you know what? Hey, they're taking your master today. Two times they said, and he says, so what? What does that mean? Don't mean anything to me. I know what God said. Does not mean anything to me. He, and he tells them, be quiet or shut up. I ain't listening to you. Be quiet. He was persistent in his pursuit of God. We have to hear his call. We have to pursue him with all our heart. We have to be persistent. We have to be consistent. In 2 Kings chapter 2 and verses 9 through 4, I'm going to read this whole passage, and it starts and says this. When they had crossed, Elijah and Eli said to Elisha, ask what I shall do for you before I am taken from you. And Elisha said, please let there be a double portion of your spirit on me. And he said, you have asked a hard thing, yet if you see me as I am being taken from you, it shall be, at, be so for you. But if you do not see me, it shall not be so. And as they still went on and talked, behold, chariots of fire and horsemen of fire separated the two of them. And Elijah went up and by a whirlwind into heaven, and Elisha saw it and cried, my father, my father, the chariots of Israel and his horsemen. And he saw him no more. Then he took hold of his own clothes and tore them in two pieces. And he took up the cloak of Elijah, the same cloak that had been placed on his shoulder when God had called him. And when he took that cloak of Elijah that had fallen from him and went back and stood in the same place that Elijah did at the Jordan, the bank of the Jordan. And he took the cloak of Elijah that had fallen from him and struck the water saying, where is the God of Elijah? And when he had struck the water, the water was parted to one side and on the other, and Elisha went over. And we see the fulfillment of that one day in the field where he accepted the call to be different. But one more point on here I want to point out in this verse, in this passage. He said, Elijah says, what can I do for you? He sees he's not giving up. He sees he's not going anywhere. He says this, please let there be a double portion of your spirit on me. He says to Elisha, what do you want? He wants more. He wants more of God. He wants more than what 
the prophet before him had. He says, you know what? I want to be different. What you had was good. I'm, I'm thankful for what God did in your life. And I'm thankful for what God's doing in your life. But you know what? I want more. I just want 2018 to look different than 2017. God, I just want to be different. So what does that look like for us? How are we going to be different in 2018? Are we going to commit ourselves to God saying, in your word, I'll spend more time. God, in your presence, I'll spend more time. God, this year, I've been kind of laid back, and I haven't been serving your kingdom. This year, I'll step out of my comfort, step out of familiarity, and say, God, I'll serve you. This year, God, I'll find more people that don't know you, and I'll share your love with them. Is, are we going to be different this year? Are we going to be different? As the band comes this this morning, maybe God's calling you, even you heard how many mission trips we've been on. Maybe God's calling you this year. Now, I don't know about that. Maybe God's calling you out of familiarity to take a step out and do something you've never done. Step out of our comfort zone. Comfort's easy, but the rewards are minimal. But when you step out of comfort into pursuit of God, the rewards are out of this world. You can't put a cap or a limit on what God has for you. So as we stand in this place this morning, I want to I pray with you guys in a moment. Let's all stand. Every head's going to be bowed. Before, before I get to an altar call for everybody, I want to always be careful and start right here that it, if you're in this place this morning and you've never made a commitment or you've made a commitment and you've fallen short on that commitment to the Lord, this is what I want to ask you. With every head bowed, Every eye closed. You don't need to be looking around. This is between the person and God this morning. And you say that 2017 was kind of hard. 2017 was rough. But God, I want 2018 to be different. Well, let me tell you this morning, it can be different. It can be different because God wants to change you. If you do not have a relationship with him, if you were to die today and heaven would not be your home, then you need to make a step toward different. You need to walk into 2018 in relationship with the Lord. So if that is you in this place this morning and you've never made a commitment to the Lord, I want you to slip your hand up in this place. Don't hesitate. Don't wait a minute. If it's you and you don't know Jesus today and you want to make a step that's different this morning, then I want you to slip your hand up and say, I want to walk in, walk into 2018 with a personal relationship with the Lord. And if, you, if, you're, if anybody raised your hand, I can't see real good, so slip them up high. Okay, well, if you're ready, then the next thing is this. For all of us as a congregation, general, me and you both together, is there something in your life that God has been speaking to you that you need to move on? That you need 2018 to be different than 2017. 2017 may have been good, or it may have been iffy, or it may have been really bad for you, but you say this year, God, I need 2018 to be different. With our heads still bowed, eyes still closed, slip your hand up in this place this morning that I want 2018 to look different, God, because of my pursuit of you. Come on, slip your hand up in this place this morning. Don't hesitate. If you want a difference in this year, say, God, it was good, but I want more. God, I just, I've got to be different. I've got 
to, come on, slip your hands up this morning. If you want to be different than you were in this year, this last day of 2017, as we walk into 2018, you say, God, I just, I've got to be different. There's no compromise. There's no backing down, but I've got to be. If that's you in this place this morning, what I want you to do is best we can, I want you to make your way to the front. We're going to pray for you guys, and we're going to believe that 2018 is going to be the best year because your pursuit of God. Come on, make your way to the front. I want to pray with you guys corporately before we leave this place. Before we leave and may not see you again to 2018, I want this to be the best year. The best year. We leave 28 by, uh, 2017 behind and say, God, we want more. God, we want more. They're going to sing this song while you're coming this morning. Come on, just let your heart enter into worship as we, we wait for everybody to get up here this morning. Yes, you are, Lord. You are for us. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. slip our hands to heaven up all around the front this morning. God, we say that, Lord, we realize and we hear the call. God, that you're not, we're not happy with where we're at. We believe, God, that you're not satisfied with where they're at, God, and we know that you're calling us to more, to be different, God, to be set apart, God, to pursue you with a whole heart. But God, our pursuit, God, Lord, won't just stop it, Lord, when we pray and when we spend time in your presence, God, but our, our pursuit, God, will be, Lord, in people for your kingdom, Lord. Our pursuit will be in, Lord, bringing people into your kingdom, God. I lift up every person, God, in this front, Lord, front row this morning has said, God, I want to be different, God. I pray right now that if you have not given them, Lord, some specific vision, God, today, this moment, God, you would give them insights into what you're speaking into their life, God. Maybe it's starting a small group. God, maybe it's being a part of a small group, God. Maybe it's going on a mission trip. God, maybe it's increasing their business, God, so that they increase their platform for your kingdom. God, whatever they are desiring from you to be different in 2018, God, I pray that there will be change, and God, there will be breakthrough, God, in their lives, God. God, I pray that 2017, God, is fitting to be a thing of the past, God, and 2018 will be the best year of their lives. God, I pray that there will be breakthrough and provision, God, as they pursue you with all their heart, soul, mind, and strength. Come on right now as you have your hands up, say, God, if he hasn't, just, Lord, just show me. Lord, show me, God. Lord, give me fresh insight and fresh vision. Lord, as I pursue you, Lord, we love you. We honor you. Come on, if you thank him for it in this place, somebody give him some praise and give him some honor. He is, he is worthy. He is worthy of all our worship and all our praise. 
And one more thing before we sing this song one more time, that 2018 can look different only if we pursue. We can't hear the God call of God in this moment, in this time, and say we left and we heard God speak and we heard this and we heard that and say, God, where are you at? And we sat down and did nothing. We have to pursue him. God expects action on our part. So as we walk into this new year, and let me tell you, there will be moments of discouragement. There will be times when things won't go your way, but we become persistent and consistent in him because he is faithful if we will be faithful to him. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on, give him one more hand clap, praise. I'm going to go ahead and let you guys make your way back to your seats. They're going to sing through this song one more time. And our prayer team, is going to rem- they might slip up here in just a moment. And if you have a need besides these things that we're praying for, they're going to stay here to pray with you. But other than that, God bless you. Happy New Year. And we can't wait to see you in 2018.